The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com For the deepest, darkest clues, to the backwoods swamp near the bottom, for the inside of your casket, to the fears lying deep inside your subconscious, it's time for the Big Scary Show. Grimaldi from HotCon, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Naomi Grossman Pepper from American Horror Story, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Philip Morris, and it's a real pleasure to be here on The Big Scary Show. Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of... The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and you're listening to The Big Scary Show, the top podcast in the industry. <laughs> this is Rebecca with the Lincoln Zombie Fest, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, darling. My name is Patterson Lundquist, sometimes known as Elvira, from The Search for the Next Elvira. And you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Pasta from Not Scary Farm, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more makeup than I do. Ho, 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 it's Krampus Claus here. It's the final show of 2020. And as we say goodbye to one crazy year, The Big Scary Show is looking ahead to 2021 and the first haunt convention of the year. HauntCon was scheduled to be in Dallas in January, but is now going to be a virtual show. What's a virtual show, you may ask? Stay tuned. Storm is ranting in a haunt minute. Meat Hook Jim is talking between the corpses with the Eskimos. Badger is reading Deadline News. And the instrumentalist Jerry Vane brings you five holiday tunes from Midnight Syndicate. We gave Weister this episode off. The Roundtable of Terror invites Samantha Grimaldi from HauntCon to sit down and discuss all the things they're doing to hold a virtual convention January 19th through 21st, 2021. All the classes, seminars, vendors, and more that you would expect are all going to be there just in cyberspace. How can you participate? Stay tuned to find out. All this, and much more as we close out 2020. From all of us at The Big Scary Show, we wish you, each and every one of our listeners, a very happy and safe holiday season, no matter how you choose to celebrate. Now, the hour of horror approaches, and the terror begins at midnight. 
Midnight, when the dead drink the blood of the living. Midnight, by the co-author of Night of the Living Dead. Now don't miss John Russo's Midnight. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. If you have a weak stomach, don't come. Midnight Syndicate, Parade of the Tin Soldiers, on The Big Scary Show.
Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for Deadline News here on The Big Scary Show with your host, me, Drew Badger, bringing you all the latest in the haunted house, Halloween, and horror industries. Hello everyone, it's Drew Badger. This is Deadline News for episode 226. And we're going to start off with some music news from John Carpenter via MetalSucks.com. John Carpenter's career as a director seems to be done. He's only made two features this century, with the last one, The Ward, came out ten years ago. Fortunately, Carpenter's career as a musician is still going strong. He's just released The Dead Walk, another stunning new track from his forthcoming Lost Themes 3, Alive After Death. Set for release on February 5th via Sacred Bones, Lost Themes 3, Alive After Death, will be Carpenter's first album of non-soundtrack music in nearly five years. The album reunites him with his son Cody Carpenter and Daniel Davies, both of whom have been working with the filmmaker-slash-composer since 2015. The Carpenters and Davies are scoring Halloween Kills, the follow-up to Halloween 2018, which they also scored. The movie is currently scheduled for release on October 15th, 2021. Although with the coronavirus currently wrecking havoc on studio release schedules, who knows whether or not that will be when it reaches theaters. As usual, we'll keep you updated on that and let you know. We have some toy news from NECA via BloodyDisgusting.com. Previewed at the Toy Fair earlier this year, NECA is bringing Adam Green's hatchet slasher Victor Crowley into their action figure family. Victor Crowley makes his action figure debut in this retro-styled clothed figure line. His gruesome head sculpt feature features rooted hair and the axe wound left by his father. Standing approximately 8 inches tall, Victor Crowley wears his battered overalls made with real fabric and is equipped with belt sander and double-sided hatchet accessories. Fans of the Hatchet franchise have been begging for an official action figure of Kane Hodder's slasher for many years now, and NECA knocked this one out of the park. The head sculpt perfectly captures Victor Crowley's gruesome appearance in the original Hatchet movie, and the fabric clothing and lifelike rooted hair really bring the figure to that next level. Bonus points for all the blood splatter, as Crowley is rarely not covered in the red stuff. The 8-inch action figure is set to be released in January. We have this from the Mysterious Mansion in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Gatlinburg Mysterious Mansion presents a morbidly Merry Christmas holiday haunted house. 
Now through January 3rd, Winterfest just got a whole lot scarier with Gatlinburg's mysterious mansion. Join the nation's oldest continuously operating haunted attraction for their very first holiday haunted house. Our 40-year-old halls are now decked to the max with holiday lights, Christmas trees, garlands, and more. Plus, it's guaranteed to snow every night of our event. Have the kids been a little naughty this year? Bring them to see the only Krampus in the Smoky Mountains who will be awaiting outside and ready for pictures. Thursday through Monday from 6.30 to 10, do remember, despite the decorations, there's still an intense and scary haunted attraction and do not recommend small children enter. All tickets are bought on site. Get more information at GatlinburgsMysteriousMansion.com. We have this news from the Factory of Terror Haunted House in Canton, Ohio. Unfortunately, a creepy Christmas 2020 had to be canceled due to coronavirus restrictions. As Stark County's number of cases rise, we want to do our part to reduce the risk. Our customers and staff's safety are a top priority, so stay tuned for updates on our special off-season events. We are hoping the Akron Haunted Schoolhouse and Lab will be able to safely open in February for Cupid's Revenge scheduled for February 12th and 13th. We will keep you updated on that, as well as get more information on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash F-O-T-Ohio. We have this from the Dread Hollow Haunted Attraction in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Scream in the New Year with Chattanooga's favorite extreme haunt. Pre-sale tickets for our New Year's Nightmare are only $13. Act soon before they go back up to 15, happening January 1st and 2nd, named a 2019 must-see haunt in Tennessee by thescarefactor.com, the 2018 number one fan-voted haunt in the nation on scurryface.com, and a top 10 must-see haunt in Tennessee by the Scare Factor fans in 2017 and 18. Purchase tickets today at dreadhollow.com. We have this news from Spirit Halloween. This comes to us via BloodyDisgusting.com. Halloween may be over this year, but Spirit Halloween is continuing to roll out the treats. Another brand new trick-or-treat toy from Funko is now available exclusively through Spirit. The toy depicts Sam holding one of his trademark weapons, a bar of chocolate with a razor blade sticking out of it. The toy is now selling for $12.99 over at SpiritHalloween.com. Additionally, Spirit Deluxe's trick-or-treat pop vinyl figure is back in stock. Be sure to use the code THRTY1 to receive free shipping orders over $30. Hmm, great gift. And finally, we have this update from Days of the Dead coming to Atlanta. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actress Carrie Henn to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Atlanta, happening February 26th through the 28th at the Sheraton Atlanta downtown. Caroline Marie Carrie Henn is a former American actress who played Newt in the 1986 film Aliens. She's the sister of fellow Aliens actor Christopher Henn. Aliens was Henn's only acting performance. For more information about Days of the Dead, including where to get tickets, go to daysofthedead.com. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, 
email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Midnight Syndicate. God rest ye merry gentlemen from the Big Scary Show.
haunted house owners, actors, and enthusiasts. Join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. Greetings, listeners, and welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. It's time for Between the Corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And on this Christmas edition of Between the Corpses, we are going to go up north and talk about the Inuits, a.k.a. the Eskimos. Inuit are cruel in burial practice. They put the dead body of the person on the ground or in the ocean. Some even think it's okay for an elder to die in the snow. The Inuits' main belief was that everything living and non-living had a spirit. This was called animism. Whenever a spirit died, it continued living in the spirit world. They had religious leaders called shamans, who were all-powerful and controlled the spirits. They used charms and dances to communicate with the spirit world. They also had the ability to communicate with the spirits by wearing masks that represents animals during rituals. The shamans offered gifts to the spirits. For example, the people kept sealed bladders and filled them with air. They then put them in the ocean as a way of saying thank you for all the food to Sedna and to assure the seals a warm welcome next winter. They performed, they regularly performed healing rituals called kashams. Kashams were performed partially underground and only shamans knew where the entrance was. The Inuit believed that everything had a soul and when they die their spirits enter other creatures. They also believe there is a god in the ocean, and if you made him angry, he will order all the sea creatures to stay away from the people so they have nothing to eat. There is an Inuit legend which is passed on to later generations. There is an Inuit family which hasn't eaten in a long time. Just at the moment they thought they were going to die, a bird landed on a rock in front of them and said, Moose, moose, moose. The family didn't believe it at first, but the bird just kept saying moose. They f then finally one of them got up and went outside the igloo. He saw hundreds and hundreds of moose around him. They would survive. The Inuit's moral of the story is that children shouldn't hurt birds because they can help when the Inuit are starving. When someone in the Inuit community died, they were laid down on the floor but not buried in the earth. Instead of digging a hole and burying the deceased, they surround the body with ice or rocks. Families still traditionally out things by or on the grave, except there was a special rule in Inuit culture. Say you placed the deceased's favorite necklace on their grave. Someone would actually come and take it off. No, they wouldn't just take it and leave. They had to replace it with another possession of the deceased. So then, say you put their favorite pair of shoes on the grave to replace the necklace. 
is a little bit weird, but the Inuits were definitely people who liked to recycle and reuse. Well, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy Yule, whatever you celebrate. Please enjoy it. This is Meat Hook Jim. We'll catch you on the next episode. Midnight Syndicate. Little Helpers on the Big Scary Show. Looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. Gentlemen, as we slowly start to wind down the year that was 2020, hard to believe that back in January of this very year that seemed like, gosh, it seems like 10 years ago, 
PontCon was going on in New Orleans and having a grand time. People from all over the world were there for the Halloween and Party Expo and HauntCon. The parties, the social events, the vendors, all the great stuff. Well, you know, that turned out to be the only Haunters convention of the year. There was no Trans World. There was no Midsummer Scream. There was no West Coast. There was no Midwest. It was all, you know, the world just went to hell right after HauntCon, it seems. But um, HauntCon did announce that they would be in Dallas in 2021. And about four or five months ago, they announced that they would, taking precautions early, be a virtual show which I guess means they're not really going to be in Dallas. But we're going to find out about that, because about this time of year, we always try to talk about HauntCon, which is coming up, I believe, January 20th and 21st. If I don't have that right, our guest will have that information. We have Samantha Grimaldi with us, who is the marketing director for HauntCon. She normally is up in Connecticut, but she has been very smart and has been spending the last couple of months down in Orlando, Florida. Samantha, are you with us? I am here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Always fun to talk about HauntCon. Hate that it's not going to be in New Orleans next year, but what do you do? <laughs> also also want to welcome our hosts, not too far from Connecticut, up in Rhode Island. We have Storm. I can see Connecticut from parts of Rhode Island, and uh, you know, greetings from the pre-winter wonderland as we're getting somewhere between rain and two feet of snow on Thursday. Oh, or, sounds... or or I'll be in snow when everyone listens to this. So <laughs> Get your shovels handy. Uh, down in Cincinnati, where it's probably no picnic as far as weather either, we have Meat Hook Jim. Uh, yeah, you know, the dumbest thing I ever did was move from the Orlando area up to here. <laughs> the instrumentalist Jerry Vane in Columbus, Ohio, is attending to a personal matter, so we gave him the night off. So he will be back at the next one. My name is Drew Badger down in Charlotte, where it was in the upper 60s this weekend. The high on Wednesday should be 40, so so long to the nice weather here. But we don't worry about today. We look towards the future and HauntCon 2021 happening in January in, well, in cyberspace, I guess. Samantha, tell us about this. Uh, You know, virtual conventions have been going on for a few months in smaller stages and you know limited things i've seen some horror cons that are doing virtual meet and greets and things like that but what exactly is haunt con doing as a virtual haunters convention sure uh so haunt con 2021 will take place january 19th to the 21st um and it'll be uh exactly like you said right from your own home or office or couch or your bed wherever you're most comfortable um, we obviously made the decision, uh, like you had said, to move away from the physical event in Dallas uh, with just the ongoing changes in restrictions and gatherings and travel limitations and also feedback from our exhibitors and attendees uh, who weren't sure what we would be facing in January. Uh, we made the decision so that we could plan early and put the best event forward. Um, and we're working really hard to bring a lot of the features that are important when folks go to HauntCon online. Um, we will have uh, virtual exhibitor showrooms. Uh, we will have online education sessions that you can watch live or on demand, product showcases and demos, a lot of really great features. Um, and the good thing is HauntCon, in case you guys didn't know, uh, is owned by Clarion Events. 
And we have been doing these virtual events for a lot of different industries. So we have some practice and uh, we think that it's going to be a really great option. And also it might be a good introduction for people who might not have gone to HauntCon in person before to see what HauntCon is all about. Well, it sounds like it's going to be, you know, interesting to uh, attend a haunters convention from the comfort of my lazy boy. <laughs> but um, you say there'll be seminars and vendors and things like that. How exactly does that work? Do you just have like different web pages that you go to and you can see a vendor or how do you take a class and, and things like that? It's a good question. Uh, so we have an entire platform that we're building, for lack of a better word, um, and you will register as an attendee if you want to attend HotCon um, in the Halloween and Party Expo, which is taking place all together in the same virtual platform. Uh, you will get a login, and in there is where you can access everything. So we will have all the exhibitors right now, actually starting tomorrow, will begin building their virtual showrooms. So it's kind of a list of exhibitors, and you can click through, and once you click into one of their showrooms, you can see videos, information about their company, their product categories, images of their products. And the best part of it is it's all interactive. So as you like things or see things, you can mark that you're interested, you can chat with exhibitors, you can set up video meetings right in the platform. So we really want it to be, um, want to foster as many connections as possible by making it, having that interactive element. When you say you get to interact with vendors, does that mean a vendor needs to be on standby during the hours that the floor would be open, or is it going to be available 24-7 during those three days? How is that going to work? Good question, too. So during the three days, uh, we will have an event agenda. Basically, an, um, we'll have meeting rooms open during a certain hours every day. I think it's 10 to 6 off the top of my head. Um, so there will be some education. There'll be some events during those hours. But also you can pre-schedule a meeting just like we're on a Zoom call right now. Um, you can schedule that in advance and be ready and you'll get notifications. You don't need to be on the platform 24-7, but it's just um, a lot of options for people to talk to each other via live chat or via meetings. Um, but it's kind of the same as checking, you know, Facebook or any other thing that you go on. You don't have to be on there 24-7, but you do get notifications as, as people are interested in you. Well, sounds interesting. So if I was a vendor, I'd get a message saying, hey, so-and-so wants to chat with me at one o'clock on Friday, and then we would just get together and have a meeting? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, you know, one of the things HauntCon is always famous for over the last, what, 15, 20 years you guys have been around is uh, is uh, the educational stuff. What exactly will be going on as far as classes and things like that. Obviously, make and takes probably won't be happening, but, you know, will there just be like video seminars or how will that work? Yeah, so we'll have a mix of live and on-demand education. Uh, the live events will be smaller workshops or ask the experts, things that you really need to be there to uh, interact with. And then we'll also have a bunch of on-demand sessions that will release some every day. Uh, we are focusing on a few different tracks, including design, health and safety, makeup and costuming, operations, marketing, actor training, kind of all the things that you would find at HauntCon. But our view on it is that obviously this year was crazy for a lot of haunters and 
the world in general. And people found very cool ways to pivot and change and adapt. And nobody knows really where we're going to be by next Halloween, but we want to see how we can take some of those ideas, continue to build on them, and make sure that we're prepared for whatever happens next year. Now, when you made the decision to go virtual back in the summer, you know, I saw a little bit of flack out there. You know, people were saying, oh, well, why are you going virtual? We'll be over this pandemic by then and stuff like that. But it it really looks like you've gone forward thinking here because, you know, even though there's light at the end of the tunnel, it still seems like we're not going to be out of the woods. So what? how, how did you guys come about this decision? Was it a difficult decision? And um, how did that change the way you were already promoting the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like everybody else, we want to meet in person. We love getting together. We love going to the parties. Um, we love meeting up with everybody. But um, as you guys know, there's been so many changes and different developments and every state has different guidelines about how many people can gather. And that has been changing every month. Um, there's different restrictions on travel and quarantining. So we talked to our customers, we talked to uh, our local CVB in Dallas, and we made the decision um, to go virtual in order to really ensure that the most people could participate in the event. And I think for the most part, um, people have been understanding and happy of the decision. It helps people plan early, especially exhibitors who, you know, need to start setting up their booths and shipping product and things like that. Um, It's really the best way to make sure that everybody isn't scrambling at the last minute for us in this, in this event. Um, So I think people have definitely been understanding and we're excited about it because as I said in the beginning, it's hard to travel. A lot of people have other jobs or uh, different restrictions on their time. And because this is now online, there's an opportunity for people who might not have gone to Hong Kong or Halloween and Party Expo in the past to participate. That's going to be interesting with the Halloween and Party Expo. You're still pairing up with them. What was their reaction when you decided to go virtual? Was that also, you know, hey, that's a great idea or, or, or what? Yeah, I think it was it was similar. Um, I think as long as we focus on bringing a lot of the features that people like to see in person, some of them we talked about, um, the exhibitors, the products, ways for people to see those, ways for people to interact, education sessions, that's kind of what the most important um, factors are. And that's what we're really focusing on bringing to the virtual show. Okay, sounds like fun. Uh, any questions from the hosts? Yeah. Um, Sam, with registration, <clears throat> how's that working this year? Um, you know, is there a cost and is it open to just anybody who uh, comes across Hong Kong? We, um, one of the most exciting parts, I can't believe I left out. Thank you. Uh, so it's free to attend this year for both um, Halloween Party Expo and Hong Kong. Um, we know that obviously it's been a challenging year for a lot of people and uh, we want to make sure that people are able to access the resources to help them build their business. So there's no charge to attend. Um, You do need to be a haunter, whether you're a home haunter or pro haunter, entertainment company, haunted farm, escape game. Uh, You do need to have a haunt uh, to attend. But other than that, yeah, it's free to attend this year. Would it be available available to say actors at haunts or does it have, you know, 
podcasters or, you know, people <laughs> yeah. who are kind of haunt adjacent as opposed to the general, I just yeah. like Halloween people. Yes, uh, definitely. You guys are invited. And um, <laughs> if you're if you're a part of a haunted also, if you're the owner, the manager, an actor, um, we definitely invite you to attend. We have some sessions um, for haunt actors, especially there's some on scaring from afar and um, different kinds of methods to create your characters and things like that. So definitely actors and um, you don't need to be the owner or the manager. Oh, fantastic. I want to remind everybody, you are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show with our very special guest, Samantha Grimaldi of HauntCon. We are talking about the virtual HauntCon convention that is happening January 19th through the 21st online, so you don't have to get on a plane or get a cab or anything to go visit. You can just lie in bed and go to a haunt convention. We're going to take a real short break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. In 1897, Dr. Alexander Hammond arrived at an institution for the criminally insane, only to discover the unsolved murders of several guards. Drivers, where are we? Jerry Bain takes you into Black Moon Asylum, a twisted abyss of torment, madness, and the horrifying mystery of Patient 292. Time for your medication. Black Moon Asylum, a symphonic journey into darkness from instrumentalist Jerry Vane. Download Black Moon Asylum at jerryvane.com, iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your favorite download site. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. We are talking HauntCon, which will be a virtual haunters convention, a far cry from last year in New Orleans. From New Orleans to cyberspace in just one year. Funny what a pandemic can do. Mm. But anyway, uh, Jim, we were talking uh, off the air during the commercial break here. I know you had a a very interesting thing you've got going on with HauntCon. I do, actually. Uh, uh, My uh, co-host on my other podcast, which is called Wrestle Horror, and I'm going to do my shameless plug here, WrestleHorror.com for all your wrestling and horror needs. Um, we had uh, been talking with Philip Hernandez from the Haunted Attractions Network, and uh, he reached out to us and asked us if we would be interesting, interested in doing a virtual class at Hong Kong. And Donnie and I sat down and said, well, we you know actually we're going to talk about it after this recording, but some of the things we talked about today via text was presenting a, you know, a character development and a class on how to manip- manipulate certain wrestling moves into a haunt scene to make them look believable. So this is going to be something we're going to be working on really quick because we got to put something together so we can get it to fill up. And uh, hopefully you will see us on a virtual class teaching these uh, concepts. I cannot wait to see that. That is going to be so cool. Just don't wear tights, please. Uh, me tights. No, I'll just wear. I'll just wear my um, my uh, what is it, assassin mask in red. Oh, I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so that brings up an interesting question, Samantha. If you are somebody who has taught classes before and am interested in them, or if you're somebody that may have never taught a class before but you're interested in 
sharing your knowledge with the masses. The very first class I ever taught was at HauntCon, I believe, in Louisville, Kentucky. I want to say 2011. So that was my very first actor trainer seminar at a haunters convention. Um, is, are you still looking for people to teach? Are you still looking for vendors? Are you still looking for people to be the participants in HauntCon? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you have something that you're interested in speaking on, we would love to see um, your idea and submission, or even maybe there's a panel that we're putting together that you would be a great fit for. So um, you can always visit hauntcon.com. Um, and there's information on how to contact our team and my email address is on there. Um, and if you are interested in being a vendor, we are definitely still uh, signing up exhibitors right now. Um, you can visit our website again and Marnie on our sales team would love to speak to you about how to get you started. Now being a virtual convention, you could theoretically have hundreds of thousands of vendors could you not? Or do you have a certain cap that you're looking for as far as classes, vendors, et cetera? Uh, we would love to have as many exhibitors as possible. Uh, we know that obviously it's been a different year for people. So if you are interested in reaching haunters and showcasing your products, um, typically the kinds of vendors at HauntCon are people that have things like um, accessories, masks, makeup, costumes, design materials, uh, podcasters, all those kinds of areas. So um, if you are interested in showcasing your products, we would love to have you, of course. Okay. But as far as like scheduling and everything, would is there a cap on the number of classes that you can put on? I assume, you know, if you're only going to be running them from 10 to 6, you probably couldn't have 300 different classes going oh, on. Or sure. could you? <laughs> Well, uh, so there'll probably be about, um, I think, 20 to 25 classes altogether. But if it's something amazing, then we would love to offer it. Um, as I said before, and I might, I should probably elaborate on a little bit, there will be the option for on-demand classes. We know that people are busy, and especially since people aren't traveling to HauntCon in person, uh, they may have other demands on their time. So we want to make sure that people are able to watch sessions when it's convenient to them. And we'll also have some live sessions in the middle of the day during those hours. And those will really be um, workshops or ask the experts type panels, things that you want to be there in person for so that you can um, get your questions answered or come away with a specific skill or tactic. With an on-demand class, does that mean something needs to be pre-recorded and then it can be played at any time it's asked for? Yes, that's how we're going to do it. So we've been working with um, different speakers to kind of put their content together and then we'll have it available. But one of the cool things about this platform is that um, the speakers will be connected right to their session. So you'll be able to see them and their profile. And just like exhibitors have uh, showrooms with their products and things like that, all of the attendees also have a, a profile kind of like your Facebook page. So you can see the speaker, you can message them a question, you could set up a meeting if you wanted more information for anything that's on demand. Excellent. Storm, how about you? Any questions? Well, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, that setup's pretty neat, uh, especially with the on-demand classes. So will exhibitors and, <clears throat> excuse me, educators, they'll have the ability to even do like uh, demo classes, that type of thing. Could, could we see the, the return of make and takes to uh, the big conventions? 
Uh, we, we certainly could. I think what we have more right now are uh, on the schedule are smaller workshops, like definitely we were talking about before for actors. So steering from afar, you can actually really get involved, try out the different tactics that the presenter is giving you, uh, things like that. But we're, if somebody has make and take that they would want to do, we would definitely look it over. And one of the really cool features about this, um, about the virtual event is that exhibitors will be doing some um, live product showcases and demos. So uh, if they sign up for that, they'll have 20 minutes to showcase their products to kind of a group of people at once and people can ask questions, ask to see different things. So those will be a part of the daily schedule as well. Oh, that's fantastic. That's real neat. I'm, I'm just looking forward to the fact that you can uh, see one of these demos and not literally be sitting there waiting for the paint to dry. <laughs> You mentioned the exhibitors and, uh, you know, as, as they're rolling in and you guys are getting ready to start rolling out the exhibitor list and start building their online exhibits. Have you seen any trend or any differences in the exhibitors interested this year? Do you see any type of correlation with the way haunts have had to change this year? Like, are you seeing more signage people, more PPE or uh, even uh, things associated with like drive through haunts and lighting? a really good question. We haven't um, seen any really crazy swings in the types of exhibitors signing up yet. Um, obviously, that's ongoing. I think what we have seen is uh, maybe exhibitors who haven't been in the show before and now are trying it out. I think there was a new company, Canwell Textiles, that signed up the other day. So people that might not have been able to go there, set up a booth, um, do that kind of thing, now can participate in the virtual show. That's awesome. Sounds good. And did we mention um, when would be a cutoff for exhibitors who wanted to be in the show? Did, did we mention a date or anything? We haven't yet. So oh, okay. um, we've been signing up exhibitors ongoing. Starting right now, exhibitors can go in and start getting those showrooms ready. So they're uh, ready for when haunters and attendees log into the virtual event. Uh, I would definitely say um, sign up as early as you can because you want as much time as possible to make sure that you're able to upload your product photos and build out your showroom. Um, just like if you were going to exhibit at a real show, you need the time to plan ahead. But I think um, really up until the week before the show, you could definitely sign up. All right. And is this like a booth space thing? Is is there like a purchase depending on what you want to show and how much room you'd have pictures and that type of thing like a, a physical show would do? Yeah, so we have different packages available, um, and depending upon which package you sign up for and uh, purchase, then uh, it changes basically the amount of products that you get in your showroom and also uh, the amount of, we call them exhibitor representatives or basically people from your company that can participate, and those are the people that will be you know, interacting, answering those messages, taking the video meetings, that kind of thing. Perfect. As far as partnerships and things like that, do you have a list of people already that is available to the public so they'll know kind of who's already going to be there is company X, company Y, company Z that you traditionally would see at HauntCon? Have they gone ahead and signed up and and all that so we kind of get an idea of what we can expect at this point? Um, basically, like a list of exhibitors, you mean? Yes. Uh, yeah, so we have it ongoing. Uh, we'll probably have that up on our website in the next couple of 
um, next week or two, definitely by early January. So people get an idea uh, in enough time before going into the event. Okay. And <laughs> this might be kind of odd, but will there be any merchandise this year? You know, HauntCon t-shirts are always pretty cool. And, you know, I'd be curious to know how that would be incorporated into cyberspace if there is a HauntCon 2021 internet, <laughs> as opposed to Pittsburgh or Milwaukee or Orlando or wherever it would have been located in this case. That's a great point. Um, We don't actually have any um, merch planned for this year, unfortunately. Um, But we would love to see everybody in their old hot con shirts um, in their profile pictures online. And as they attend the session. Oh, you got to get Chad or somebody (laughs) to design you a shirt for internet. I mean, I know it's a really good point. Bring it to the team. (laughs) At least koozies. Any other questions from the hosts before we start winding it down a little bit? I was going to say, we can go super ultimate classic, uh, you know, haunt convention there and, you know, do the uh, logo and you print out the iron on and make your own shirt at home. <laughs> That's fun. We're going back to the 90s with the shows on that one. Um, social events and uh, social things are always a big part of the show. Is there any after hours or social things or zooms that you or any of the collaborators or exhibitors associated with the show uh, planning on this year? We are currently working on those. Um, We have been working with a couple of groups like Haunt Collective and um, planning some fun things to happen during the day. It's not all business all the time. So there'll definitely be some networking breaks and ways to connect with other haunters and um, have some fun as well as attending the sessions and looking at the exhibitors. Uh, where where can anybody submit their happy hour drink recipes? <laughs> Please message us on Facebook and we would love to post that. <laughs> nice. Jim, you have any questions? Uh, no, no questions. Just uh, I got to say it, it, it's not HauntCon without the HauntCon party because it is by far the best out of all of them. Thank you. We will definitely be missing that in January, but we will find other ways for sure to bring some of the fun. Yeah, I would have been curious to see how Dallas could have possibly topped New Orleans the last three years. <laughs> oh, just epic. My gosh. But, um, you know, we always we always have to ask any uh, possibility you can uh, tell us, you know, where it might be in 2022. Any list of cities that are under consideration? Hmm? Uh, so I can't yet uh, say where it's going to be, but hopefully by HauntCon 2021, we'll be able to announce that. Uh, we're definitely looking somewhere warm because the show is in January. So that's always one of the top requirements. Very nice. And hopefully it will be a show we can all travel to yes, as definitely. opposed to virtual. But if it is virtual again, I'm sure we will we will all make do and adapt and have a great time regardless. Any uh, final questions, guys, before we start winding this down? I, I think we've covered it. And the, and the big updates, you know, as they're coming in the next few weeks with the show, uh, you know, uh, is it too early to register? Is everything uh, ready there for attendees to um, submit registrations? Yeah, so we um, right now we have pre-registration on our website. So if you go to hauntcon.com, um, fill out any of our forms. And actually, probably on Wednesday, we'll be sending out um, the actual registration link to um, 
you know, sign on and we'll start building your profile in the back end so that you can log in before the show. Um, one thing I didn't mention with that is as you register, um, you'll answer some questions about yourself like you would when you're registering for any show, what types of things that you're looking for, what kinds of education sessions. And what's really cool is the platform is, um, it's smart. So basically it will build recommendations for you. So when you log in that very first time, it'll show you companies that apply to what you're looking for and different exhibitors and things like that. So it helps you kind of sort through things and see what most, what might be most applicable to what you need. Oh, fantastic. And uh, that's a big benefit, definitely exhibitors too, because, you know, get names out first, you know, when, when you have somebody from a farm who, you know, is registering at a uh, show like this, you know, they're looking for more of the outdoor stuff and things. And Mm -hmm. as an exhibitor, you, you, you'll be able to be shown to them first and they won't have to wade through just who has the biggest booth and who's up there uh, uh, for the most recognition. And it might not apply to their haunt. That's always one thing. I found uh, with working outdoor uh, on hayrides and trails is you had to wade through some of the stuff that wouldn't apply to your haunt before you could get to some of the more meaningful uh, stuff. Everything's fun and cool to look at, but you know, sometimes the the nice fancy costumes aren't going to cut it in New England in October (laughs) outside in a, a corn maze. Yeah, so there's definitely, that's one of the coolest features. And there's definitely also um, a search bar right in the functions or in the platform. So if you're looking for something super specific, um, I can't even think off the top of my head, but if you put that in the search bar, it will bring up anybody who has that in their profile or is one of their categories. So it makes it really easy to find things. Awesome. Uh, is there any early discounts or anything still available or available to all on your exhibiting packages and cutoffs for any uh, discounts? We don't have any difference in um, exhibitor pricing from now till the show, but the packages are um, a little bit less expensive than our in-person show. So if you are looking to get into um, HauntCon or um, haven't been before, there's First of all, like I said, different, sorry, different packages, depending upon what your needs are. And it is a little bit less expensive than in person. Oh, fantastic. It's always a big thing we hear from vendors is, oh, I'd love to go to a show, but then I see all the costs with travel and this, and I I just don't know if it'll be worth it. This definitely sounds like the year and the opportunity to see if it's going to be worth it without the extra cost. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I've got one last question here. This this might sound a little odd, but even if the pandemic is over, everyone's been inoculated and things have come to, you know, resemble some semblance of normal over the next year, year and a half, and you do have a physical location for 2022 and it will be a physical convention, would you still have the opportunity to maybe have the virtual as kind of an addendum to the physical show. So for people who could not travel, you could still have all the things that you're offering this year. And since you've already built platforms and things, you know how to do it and just offer that as part of say a bonus for people who may not be able to travel in 2022. I think it's one of the being in the events industry and working across um, different types of industries. Uh, It's one of the coolest things we've learned this year is how to 
go virtual and how that can really be a huge part of events moving forward. Um, right now, we were depending on people to be there in person, and this kind of sped up that whole process of how do how do we do a mix of in-person and virtual? So I think it'll definitely be a big part of events moving forward. Interesting. That'll that'll be interesting to see if the other conventions and, and trade shows and such fall in line with that and, and put on the physical show and also have a virtual aspect, not obviously as large as the physical, but but that'll be interesting to see what what happens in the future since we've all gotten fairly good at doing virtual stuff over the last year. Hmm. Final questions. No, I think I think we hit up on everything. I, I don't think we're missing anything. And it's definitely it's the time and uh, real great to hear, too, that by the time our listeners um, are hearing this, that the registration will even be out there, too. So we'll be even now the pre-registration phase because, you know, that those dates are coming up quick. <laughs> yes, very yeah, quick. It's, it's <laughs> only about a month away, so you don't have to make your plane reservations now or your hotel reservations. You just have to make sure you have a good Internet and Wi-Fi connection, so... So this is normally the part of the roundtable we like to call the plugs. Again, if you're a vendor, if you're an instructor, if you want to put on a seminar, if you want to come check out all the cool stuff that's going to be happening virtually online for HauntCon 2021, not going to Texas, unfortunately, but um, you're interested. And of course, it's free to attend this year. How can people get that information with websites and social media, keep up with all the updates, get their, you know, suggestions in for classes and, and such and all things HauntCon 2021? So we definitely encourage you to go to our website, which is um, hauntcon.com. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, um, HauntCon, or on Instagram um, is HauntCon Event. Uh, message us if you have any questions and on the website you'll see a contact us page so if you want to reach out to any specific member of our team or find information about exhibiting or speaking or attending all of that kind of stuff is right there for you and what about for the halloween and party expo are those the same websites or are they different Halloween and Party Expo is uh, HalloweenPartyExpo.com. Um, and then similar Facebook is Halloween Party Expo and so is our Instagram. Um, and you, by signing up, you will have access to both um, and you can sort by different things. So if you're a haunter and you're looking at the full list of exhibitors, but you want to see maybe uh, who's haunt friendly or what minimum quantities are on orders, all those kinds of things are built into the platform to make it really easy for you as you're looking through. Nice. Very nice. Well, Samantha Grimaldi, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the Big Scary Show to talk about HauntCon. We can't wait to check it out this year, January 19th through the 21st, online. Go to hauntcon.com for all that information. We also couldn't do this without our great hosts, including Storm. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's great hearing that, you know, shows can overcome the challenges such as, as, as COVID and having to go socially distance. And we have a virtual show, and I can't wait to see the Haunters in that ever you know, popular competition. Who has the best pre-show floor breakfast going on for Hong Kong 2021 this year? Oh, that should be a seminar. Bring in your, uh, bring in your scary waffles and. <laughs> and I'll anyway. teach honors how to make an omelet. Oh, there you go. 
We have Meat Hook Jim. If you're not careful, you might actually see me teaching a virtual class on HauntCon coming up. Indeed, indeed. Jerry Vane again was off tonight due to some personal things. We wish him well. We'll have him on next time. My name is Drew Badger. Definitely looking forward to checking out Meat Hook Jim and Donnie's class because I just want to see what a virtual foreign object would be. This is the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. I think they have the chairs now in the meeting, the Zoom meeting rooms. You should be able to pick them up and throw them. I'll, I'll make my work meetings more fun. Like <laughs> <laughs> to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home haunt or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> Midnight Syndicate, up on the housetop, on the Big Scary Show.
Ladies and gentlemen, there are two movies being shown in this area that we sincerely would like to warn you about. The titles, The Gruesome Twosome and Something Weird. These are without exception the bloodiest, goriest motion pictures ever produced. If you are the least bit squeamish, do not attempt to see them. We have told you about many horror movies that you probably got a big kick out of, but these are different. If you are at all impressionable, don't see them. If you have an impressionable teenager, under no circumstances let him or her see it. Absolutely no children will be admitted. Both of these films are in color, which even makes the horror more horrible. We are sincere in warning you about these movies. The titles again are gruesome, twosome, and something weird, and they are honestly the goriest films ever produced. See them if you must. But we wanted you to know what to expect. Passion is what drives us. The passion to be the best. For over ten years, that passion has taken us from eBay to becoming the driving force in the haunted house industry. And we are just getting started. From flex props to nine-foot giants, great details, great looks, and great pricing is the foundation we are built on. Our heart beats Halloween and haunts. We are a creepy collection. Let us deliver our passion to your haunted attraction this season. CreepyCollection.com Now that's creepy. Broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the earth. This is a hot minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so one of the weirdest things that have happened this year has happened this holiday season, and, you know, maybe it's good-hearted human nature, maybe it's, it's something neat, maybe it's something strange and dastardly, maybe it's something to be, you know, worried about in the future, but I don't know if you've looked around in the past week or two, but it's very, very difficult to get Christmas lights in stores, or... A live Christmas tree. They're like gone. I mean, like stores are completely cleared out. Like nothing is left. I was uh, had a set of lights go out um, last week, and I went to go replace them. I tried, you know, Lowe's. I tried Walmart. I tried at home, and you know, it's not as easy in these times of COVID even to get in and out of these stores. I had to wait in line to get in there and stuff. And I'd seen before that some of the places had been, you know, low on supply and stuff. Even at the Target, you know, the back wall, which usually displayed the lights and stuff, was even gone. There's a lot of toys. I'm like, oh, this is weird this year. You know, it's three weeks before Christmas, and we didn't have anything at the time. You know, our lights already out? Because lights are normally the big clearance item. And the live Christmas trees, too. You know, you got some of those lots that are open. Well, they're all sold out. They've, they've The trees are there. Everybody's gotten what they got, but people still on social media are asking, where can I get a live tree? Can I find one someplace other than, you know, here or there, or my neighbor's yard? Yay! But it's a little concerning as a haunter because you know the 
live trees and Christmas lights are like two of the big clearance things. The stuff that there's always more than enough of. So it's really surprising, especially the Christmas lights. I'd pick up more for clearance. Whoever buys them for wholesale. Well, this year, everybody was buying them at the regular price. And maybe it was because people wanted to decorate more this year and, and, and have a little bit different Christmas because a lot more aren't traveling and more at home and they wanted to show pride in their neighborhood and, and people put up their trees early and right after Thanksgiving or right before it got those live trees and got the bigger and better one and wanted the tradition of, of going to a local farm or someplace to get a tree than just, you know, an artificial one or, or one from your local big box store. You know, that's what they're going after this year. We can hope or... You know, is clearance stuff not clearance stuff anymore? Are we going to be, you know, November 1st not able to get some of those clearance last-minute things we get for planning for next season after seeing something neat? And, you know, let's not even get people started on Halloween or Thanksgiving or, um, yeah, Thanksgiving candy, uh, Easter candy or uh, uh, friggin' um, Valentine's Day. I mean, you know, I, it's the whole entire groups at work who just wait till February 15th to buy a whole lot of chocolate because of, you know, they're depressed on how February 14th went for them. So, you know, is this the trend? Is this is this the new normal? We're not going to get our clearance stuff? It might save us haunters in the end of pockets, but in a very different world we're living in, if that's the case, and there's no clearance next Halloween. So until next time, keep every minute scary. The Krampus took all the lights! Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. And in the meantime, share your opinions on the Big Scary Show Facebook page and on Twitter at Big Scary Store. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Midnight Syndicate, Christmas at Midnight, on The Big Scary Show.
ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karam. Durable, handcrafted, dependable year after year. Von Karam. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Karam.com. V-O-N. C-H-A-R-O-N dot com As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios Dark Imaginings Von Caron Productions Haunt Pay Ticket Leap and Creepy Collection we would also like to thank Virgil Franklin, master of the Ether Muse, as well as the Fordga hosts, including Storm, Rants and More, HauntMinute.com, The Unknown Scare Actor, Actor Trainer and Traveling Actor Troop. For more information, check out MaulMonsters.com, that's M-A-U-L Monsters.com. Drew Badger, Actor Trainer and Consultant. Find out more at rabidbadger.org. And Jerry Vane, the Haunstrumentalist, for all your heavy metal and haunt needs. JerryVane.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.